Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to the Digitally Uploaded Podcast, the companion podcast, digitallydownloaded.net. My name is Alan, I'm going to be your host this week, and Matt has not stolen my job this time. Yes, I didn't. He's also here, though. I, I, I was being nice to you, Alan. I thought, you know, I've got to give you something. It's my one job. <laughs> all I had left. I've got to give you something. You know. oh, fair enough. All right. Well, that's, that's good. How are you doing? I'm I'm playing Panty Party. As, as we talk right now, I'm playing Panty Party. It's a masterpiece of a game. Great. Okay. Well, so I'm... for anybody who hasn't... Um... <laughs> For anybody who hasn't played this amazing, amazing little game, um, it's a game in which everybody's turned into panties and they just go around shooting each other. It's like Overwatch, but not everything about shooting is like Overwatch. Man. It's not how this genre works. No, 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 no. An arena shooter with panties—that sounds interesting. It is, but it's probably not it. Trent's also here. Hello, Trent. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to get you to play this, Alan, because once you play it, you're going to realize how brilliant it is. And then we're going to start the digitallydownloaded.net panty party esports team. And we're going all the way to the top. It's going to happen. Can we go to music now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we might. Have some, we might. some Miku. Look, somehow this is the better option of the two. <laughs>
And welcome back from that. So, big news for this week if you're like me and you love Persona 5. We have two versions of Persona 5 coming out and being a part of this world again, and that's wonderful. If you're like Matt, though, you hate everything. So, it's not going to be fun for you, is it? So... <laughs> What are you talking about? I, I, I'm pretty excited. I mean, Persona 5 Warriors is one, which is great. It is. Yeah. Do you want to talk, tell us about it. Tell us yeah, about it. Yeah. I don't actually know what it's properly called. It's just Persona 5 Scramble. Yeah, that one. That's where in, the S in, comes from. In, yeah. in, my, in my head, it's just called Persona, Persona 5 Warriors because that's basically what it's it is. What it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's develop, being developed by Koei Tecmo, my very favorite developer in the whole wide world. And um, particularly, actually, it's the Amiga force team within them which is the warriors team and yeah it's going to be a persona 5 warriors game just like hyrule warriors or fire emblem warriors or arslan or berserk or fist of the north star or one piece or any of the other licensed warriors games that koei's thrown out there over the years now they're finally doing a persona one and i can't wait it'll be great it, like honestly this is the one that's going to make me buy a warriors game for the first time I know, I was actually genuinely happy about this because I've been telling you for ages you should play one, Alan, because putting all my jokes aside, I actually genuinely like a Warriors games and I think they're good fun and good value and um, they're not loot at all. So you can you can enjoy them too, Alan. Hooray! Um, <laughs> but yeah, this this is going to be really good. I'm really, really excited for this. I was, I was wondering what the next licensed Warriors game would be, actually, because obviously Hyrule... Yeah. Well, Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem were both quite well received and sold well so i figured that they would do another another video game kind of crossover um especially also there was the dragon quest one which was actually very good as well um yeah. dragon quest heroes so i was wondering what was next i kind of had my bets hedged that it might have been final fantasy i was kind of expecting koei to come out and say we're going to do a final fantasy warriors game um but I'd be sick though if they did that I it would be it that. would be absolutely great and i figured just given that Koei had the relationship with Square over Dragon Quest. Um, it would also work for Persona, but actually, it, this is what I'm sorry, for, the Final world Fantasy, ends but... with you, Warriors. That would have been like the biggest tease ever. It would have been ruining the yeah. franchise, and Square would have came out and been great. Football yeah, match Warriors. The world ends with you is pretty niche, Trent. <laughs> these uh, you might have noticed that these Warriors games tend to be major franchises, not single game releases. Um, the Lego Movie. But, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly take Persona. Um, mm. It's it's got everything that works well for a Warriors game. It's got a big cast of characters. Uh, they're everybody's... all they're all pretty different as well. That's... Yeah, they're they're all pretty different. Everybody's got their favorite, so they can go through you know bopping heads by the hundreds with their favorite. The documents already really there when you think about it. Like yeah, they've got the Warriors concept, and they've got a very like a fairly varied cast of characters they have a varied cast of enemies they have the sub bosses already all set up like it's all it's all there for them and it makes sense um it does it's, it's gonna be great it, it's gonna look gorgeous as well because of the art style like it can't not look good and 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 this can't be overstated enough i think it is absolutely wonderful how much of an absolute troll this is on the nintendo switch fan base oh it's great isn't it <laughs> it is so mind. It is amazing how much people have been losing their mind because it's not Persona uh, Five on Switch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For for all those people who aren't following what happens on Twitter with these controversies, good on uh, you, first of all. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations for avoiding that crap. But more to the point, I guess uh, there were there were so many people that were looking forward to Persona Five on Switch, especially after Joker, you know, pops up on the 
in, in Smash Brothers. And um, yeah, then they go and say, well, we're not actually putting Persona 5 on Switch, but we're putting Persona Warriors on Switch. And then everybody's like, I'm not playing this crap. And they're downvoting the video, Mate, the video like crazy. If you it's amazing. Play Persona. It's been on PS4 for two years. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that the Royal remake is on PS4 it just seems weird, though. It's like we've got a completely reworked Persona game, but it's on the same console it already was, and it's not even DLC. Like, well, I mean, welcome to all the other Persona games, though. But Golden was like, on the Vita. I can yeah, get it on the Vita. It, that's kind of worse, really, when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's an absolute masterpiece of. Um, pissing everybody off and i have you know all my hats off to to atlas for doing that yeah and honestly the royal content looks really good too i've been playing persona 5 again because yeah because it's really good um and that game is incredibly good fun and i really enjoy it and i'm still getting like little story affected moments and i'm loving it it's a really fun game um, yeah so this um the, yeah that was the other one that they announced this yeah week the what, what, what would we call it? A remake so, of Persona 5? It's more an expansion pack. It's like an old school PC expansion pack. It's like yeah. a war expansion for StarCraft, but with Persona. Yeah, and it brings a new protagonist into the series. Yeah. Um, Kasumi? Kasumi, I can't remember her last name, but she's quite gorgeous, and I'm a big fan of her immediately. And She'll be called Dancer in, her, in like, the Phantom Beast form. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and they're in enters controversy number two for Atlas and Persona in a single week. Good on them. Um, the character design is is rather lovely, but uh, she's wearing a leotard because her character is a, she's a gymnast and dancer. So she wears her, you know, that costume as part of her thief, Phantom Thief, because it's yeah, a part of her personality and it's what she's yeah. doing. It's almost and, like that's thematic. And it's it's pretty interesting because, you know, when those characters turn into their Phantom Thieves personas, uh, they do have costumes which kind of reflect their personalities. It's amazing how that works. And they've done the same thing with this character. And everybody's flipped out about it because, you know, a leotard means that your legs are bare and her legs are... Her legs, her legs are like barely bare though it's like the top of her thigh and that's it i know i know it's huge yeah she has huge boots it's like yeah she's big great boots yeah they're great boots but yeah everybody's been painting her all covered up and stuff and i don't know i'm surprised i didn't go all the way and put her in the, <laughs> the middle east and um hijabs and stuff since that seems to be what they wanted <laughs> they they're very um very conservative, some of these Persona fans out there, let's put it that way. I don't get it. Like, like Arn, Arn's pretty bad with her costume, I will say. But it also is meant to be because she's meant to be representing a femme fatale. Like, that's the point. Yeah. So, like... I, 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 don't, I don't get it either. Like, all the characters, all the characters <laughs> have costumes that really... If you're going to go over, it, like, after a game for sexualization, like, you can definitely find ones that are less justified than persona yeah yeah absolutely. like they spend a lot of time making it clear why these characters are like that and then there's also some bad stuff but that's all right uh. i mean if for me if you're going to go after persona for all that stuff the thing that you really should be going after is the dlc um oh yeah because it's like like for, for me the the funniest one is uh and in and dungeon in the original one so oh, she's sad. she's yeah her teacher is sexually abusing students, including her. Uh, and then in the dream world or whatever, he's gone and conjured up a Anne in a swimsuit as 
and it's all creepy as hell and all that kind of stuff. And then in the DLC, you can actually put Anne in that swimsuit, and that's just um, that's that's pretty creepy. It's but very cursed. It, it's really wrong. Um, so yeah, if you wanted to go after Persona, you've been able to do that for like two years now. I don't know why you have to go after it all over again for a costume because it's hot and new. Yeah. And you want those clicks. Yeah. Gotta get those clicks. Controversial new character in Persona 5. Ooh. That's Morgana. Yes, Morgana being a human. What? What? Yeah, he's a human boy now. He was always a human boy. No, he wasn't. He was always a human boy. Did you not listen to like any dialogue? He got got so pissed off if you called him a cat, and now he's not a cat. So just deal with it, all right? Yeah, he goes back to his human form. It's just weird. No, he's, he's always been a cat. He's always been a cat. If you say that to him, he's, he's going to hit you. He's going to hate you, Alan. That's... It's like Teddy, though. Like, Teddy was like, Teddy's not a real human. He's like, Teddy's a... cursed. Yeah. Teddy's he's a... my hero. I know he is, but that's all right. We're going to, I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> Teddy, Teddy inspires the best in us all. Um, okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, what are we looking forward to more? Persona Scramble or Persona 5 Royal? Because I'm going to say Persona 5 Royal. That, that was a really good effort to get it back on track, Alan. Yeah, thank you. I tried <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to P- Persona 5 Scramble. Only because I don't want to play another 100 hours of the JRPG. I do. <laughs> and um, Warriors games are my jazz. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to that one. And... Plus, as much as Matt says that that's, you know, what looking for Warriors, and I don't like Warrior games, I'm probably going to be looking for the Warrior Scramble the most as well. Like, <laughs> it's kind of weird, but I feel like I feel like this is going to be the one. This is going to be the one which makes me say, I like Warrior games. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks like a good game. And uh, with, with that, I reckon we might go to some music from Persona. I don't quite know which yet. Probably going to be Persona 5, just for ease of use. It might be Rivers in the Desert. It's going to be Rivers in the Desert. Is it? Yep. Is that a good song, Alan? Yeah.
awareness how to sail in my world of conflict when goes what keeps me going take back what the lost to the bosses of greed and fear yeah. don't ask why i'm ready but i'm ready to take them down now the time for a new start is constantly drawing nearer Welcome back, everybody. So we're going to talk about survival games for the next section of the podcast this week, um, because we actually haven't talked about them, I don't think, on the podcast before. But I think we've all played at least one of them. I'm sure yeah, you've played one, right? Minecraft exists. <laughs> yeah, yes, I've played Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft, and then every single other million of the million games that Minecraft spawned. Um, yeah, I'm playing one at the moment for review. I'm pretty sure Embargo lifts before. Um, this podcast comes out. I'll just double check that actually. Yeah, do you want to risk this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise, I might be in a bit of trouble. You uh, know what? Let's not talk about it just for safety. No, so, it's all right. It's fine. I can. It's all good. Embargo lifts on the 29th, and this will this podcast will be out after that. So I can talk about Fade to Silence. So Fade to Silence is a new survival game that's coming to us via THQ Nordic, the 8chan Heroes, and Black Forest Games, which is the developer behind such wonderful pieces of art as Bubsy. It's like um, the original games. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, and Fade to Silence is, like I said, it's a survival game. It's a very cold one. It kind of takes place in this world that has been overtaken by cosmic horrors straight from Lovecraft, and everything's cold as a result. Um, I don't know exactly why it is cold at the moment, because I'm not quite up to that stunning plot revelation, as I'm sure it'll be. But, um, yeah, it's a survival game in the sense that you freeze if you spend too long outside uh, without fire and torches and things and you also get attacked by monsters that look like rejects from a silent hill game which is good okay. what about hunting i know you hate hunting in survival games is oh hunting? yes you do have to do hunting you've got to go and shoot some poor little deers um and i don't mean poor little deers as in children i mean deers as in actual deers i mean you could also <laughs> i would not recommend shooting children maybe it's hansel and gretel the video game oh god that's a very Oh. And oh, um, no. yeah, other other than that, you got to meet some peeps that have survived in the cold and bring them back to your base and build a little community, I guess, going. But then you got to feed them with stew from the deer meat and the herbs that you find on the ground. You got to keep collecting wood, and I guess that's my biggest problem with survival games is you just have to collect so much crap. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you're babysitting your character. And it's yeah, boring. and it's like, oh, there's a pile of twigs here. Oh, there's a pile of twigs here. Oh, there's a pile of twigs here. Oh, it's a, it's a herb. It's and the it, twig mother load, Matt. Yeah, and it's just you just wander around picking up stuff, picking up stuff, picking up stuff, then carting it back to your base and cobbling it together into items and stuff. So you know, um, get enough twigs, you make a bow, which helps you shoot deer which gives you more things to bring back to the base. And then you can turn that into other things and you just keep doing this and doing this and doing, and there is a point about, well, about 20 minutes into any survival game where I realized that all of this is just pointless busy work. And I hate the game for that point onwards. Um, and yeah, fade to silence didn't really change my opinion on the genre. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Look, and I've not played a survival game since, like, don't starve, and that was different enough that I felt justified in playing it. Yeah, that was more roguelike, though, that one. No, it's it's a survival game. Yeah, but it was... Yeah, you collect things. I mean, it does have the survival elements, but at the same time, it is roguelike-ish, and also, it's difficult, so you can die and stuff um, yeah. quite easily, and then you start again and all that, so... Is there a I... lot of threat in this one that you're playing? Yeah, there's... You can... There's stuff that'll kill you, that's for sure. But uh, is it actually a threat, though, or is it just you're going to respawn? Well, there's two different difficulty settings you can play it on. If you play it on the story setting, whatever they call it, I think they call it experience setting or something. Man, um, if you played on that setting, you didn't win. You gained nothing. Yeah, yeah that, that setting, that setting. If you play it on the, the get good setting... Um, <laughs> You have unlimited deaths, and that's fine. So if a monster kills you, you just kind of resurrect because some demon's possessing your body or something. Um, this game has a really terrible story. It's got The, the storyline in it is just woeful and poorly acted and painful. But anyway, uh, there's a demon that's possessing your body. If you get killed, you just get resurrected in a tomb with the demon possessing your body again for some reason, and um, off you go again. In the hardcore mode, the... I am now good mode. Um, I think there's permadeath. I haven't played on that one yet. Mm. You're only playing um, the game journalist mode, are you? Yeah, I'm playing game journalist mode because I am a game journalist. And I, to be honest, I'm not invested enough in this game that I actually want to get good at it. 
That's fair enough. I think that's a very valid criticism, to be quite honest. It ain't sick. It ain't sicky, row. Let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, the, in theory, I mean, the combat is hard enough. Even the basic monsters can kill you quite easily if you're not careful. But is it um, fun to be attacked by them, or is it? Like, no, not really. Okay, well, game sucks ass then. I mean, every time you press a button, there's like a delay before there's an action. Oh uh, no! Oh, I'm and, gonna lose my mind if I play this. And game. here's the here's the here's the most amazing thing. If if you press buttons, they queue up actions. So what? Yeah, so if if you press the attack button three times, the guy's going to go through three attack animations, and there's no cancel. So Why? often, often I would start, I would, I would be hitting that monster, and then realize, oh, maybe I don't want to attack him too many times. But whoops, I pressed the button one too many times, and before I know it, he's on the floor because the monster's on a counter attack that I can't get out of the way of. And it's it, it's a clunky combat system. That's why so I it's like some sort of weird tactical. No, like, it's not. It's unintentional. <laughs> it, it's not tactical. It's just they've got a combo system in there, and never thought that people might want to get out of a combo. Um, I was waiting for you to say, then Matt, it's not tactical. It's just shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to swear. I didn't want to add money to the swear jar. Oh, we've already sworn in this episode, though. It's too bad. Did I? Yeah, this is the adult cast now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So swear jars out the window. I can. I can really get on with the shits. <laughs> I mean, you should probably go to the bathroom. <laughs> Um, but yeah, more generally speaking, I guess that's my little rant on Faint Islands. More generally speaking, I really hate the survival genre. Yeah, I'm not very interested at this point. I've, I've played a fair few of them. I played Conan. Um, yeah, I'm, I refuse to play that. And I mean, I played it just because I heard there was all kinds of nudity in there. Um, apparently that's yeah. gone. That's it's gone weird. from the PlayStation version, which was funny. I, I think I've still got the clips of the uncensored dongs and things. Um, yeah. It's also free this month on PlayStation Plus. Is it? So, yeah, it is. And well, I still don't want to play it. That's about the right price for it. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, it, it's really not a very good game, but it's another survival game. I've played Minecraft, and I'm not a big fan of Minecraft, it must be said. Um, I can appreciate what Minecraft does and did and is doing, but I don't good. want to sit down to it. Um, it's like adult Lego, but then kids are playing it now, so it's like, I, I, I seriously get I get the whole appeal behind it. I just the idea of sitting there for hours and hours building these little huts and things just doesn't do it for me. Um, well, that's where the mod pack stuff comes in. I, I found there's I found an area it, that you're interested in. There's a mod for it, probably. I found the Dragon Quest one better because it's not so much of a survival one. It's the Minecraft building elements, but with Dragon Quest kind of RPG elements thrown in. So yeah, Dragon Quest Builders was more my kind of speed for that. It's a little bit like Terraria, if you've ever played Terraria. Yeah, I've played Terraria, and it's, it's, okay. it's okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What about you, Alan? What's your favorite survival game? I don't really have one. I don't okay. like them. Trent, what's your favorite survival game? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so I'm also kind of like the old man who yells at clouds. The last, outside of Minecraft, probably the last survival game I really, really liked was probably Survival Kids on the Game Boy Color. Actually, no, I like lied. I actually really like Shelter, but that's not really a survival game. It's more of a survival experience. So, mm. <laughs> wait, does Subnautica count? Because I really like Subnautica. Like, I really, really like Subnautica. It's the underwater one. I guess so. Have you, you played it? Vaguely. Okay, it's really fun. It's a good game. It's also like story based, so there's it's not randomly generated like a lot of survival games. So there's actually like a reason to do what you're doing, and you explore a ship, and it's cool. It's really cool. I like it. 
Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was also free um, on Epic Game Store for a while, so you probably already all own it. <laughs> No, no, I, I sort of. I refuse. I refuse to use the Epic Game Store because it's an evil, anti-Steam. Oh yeah, monopoly. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my. So bad. I've used the Epic Game Store, but the problem is, is I signed up when it was a thing, and then I just haven't really clicked on the free games. Like, it's like more just, your fault. Than they should have just automatically applied to my account. Like, I was an early adopter. I signed up early. It should have disappeared. No, no. The last time anybody tried to put the free stuff just directly on your computer. That was when Apple forced everyone to listen to YouTube U2's latest album. It was a great album. I, I know that. the one after that was a better album, but it was a great album. It might have been a great album, but I didn't want it on my iPod without my permission, my iPhone without my permission. That was a bit rude, Apple. Um, but to go back to survival games, it is a genre, I think, because, I mean, it really kind of exploded in popularity after... Uh, Minecraft and all that, but it ha it is a genre that has been around for a while. Like Trent mentioned, Survival Kids is a survival game, and it's actually quite a good one. And it was back on the Game Boy Color. Um, and yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it back then <laughs> when it was relatively Japanese one. That's pretty fun. It's got it was, like uh, it was relatively yeah, it was relatively uncomplicated back then. Uh, I think the genre is just too bloated these days. Like, if you look at to go back to Fade to Silence, the minute I opened the map, I kind of died a little inside because the size of the map is probably bigger than the size of real real world Russia. Um, it's a huge map. Yeah, and I, I I just don't have the time nor the patience. And I Conan was the same. The maps are just mammoth. It's like they're bigger than open world maps, and I don't know why that's the genre thing. I guess. Because, because Matt, it's content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just leads to so much empty like space. Like you're just like exploring this. Oh, this looks pretty. Oh, I've picked up one fruit or killed one animal in this area. That's like this whole area the size of like Sydney. Done. Let's go to the next area. Matt, that's <laughs> that's exactly it. It's like these maps are massive, but there's absolutely fuck all in them. And it's just like, what's the point? Make it smaller. Look at yeah, wide as an yep. ocean. Yakuza, Yakuza is like a four-block radius, and it's got more stuff in there than any other open-world game. Just, you know, shrink. Small is good. There we go. All right, well, let's leave off with that. Small it's not the size that count, it's what you do with it. Oh, God. All right, <laughs> I'm going to play some Yakuza music.
Russell! Um, <laughs> that's the introduction, everyone. Congratulations, we can all go home now. Um, yeah, Yoshi came out. It looks really cute. It's called Yoshi's Crafted World. I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the freaking podcast. Um, yeah, it, so Yoshi's Crafted World came out on Switch, and it has been receiving pretty positive review scores from what I've seen. Um, yeah, it looks really cute. It is really cute. It has a really adorable soundtrack that if you're interested in music theory at all, it's a great, it's got a great idea about leitmotif. It's very clever. I like it a uh, lot. So it's a kind of game that Alan could get pretentious about, basically. Yeah. Yeah, good. It's nice yeah. to have somebody else get pretentious about something. For yeah, time. it's really good. I know. I like that game already just based on the soundtrack because it's so adorable. <laughs> it's so cute. It's real cute. And also Yoshi games are better than Mario games most of the time, in my opinion. Yes. They are, they are yeah. absolutely. Wait. Agree. Agree. Yoshi's <laughs> Island is like one of the greatest games of all time. Like, Yoshi's, Yoshi's story was just adorbs too. It wasn't as good as Yoshi's Island, but I respect it. It was I mean, Yoshi's Island on the DS was also good. No, it was yeah. not. Yes, it was. Controversial oh. opinion. Fight me. Very bad game. Very good game. The fact that they like actually removed it from the canon makes me so happy. <laughs> it's it's a weird game. I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. Um. So Matt, you've played Yoshi's Crafted. I have. Yes. It's just unfortunate it came out this time of year. I mean, every time of year is a oh. busy time, time of year these days. But it yeah. sold one point one million copies. Yeah, it did. But it's, it's still, pretty good. It, it's done well, but it still feels like it got over overshadowed a little bit by everything else that was going on, which is unfortunate. I guess that's the way with kind of games that are aimed at younger audiences these days that you can never catch the attention of everybody anymore because everybody immediately dismisses these games as being like cheap or for kids or not hardcore enough or something. Well, they definitely are for kids, but that doesn't make them shit. Well, I know, I know. And it's it's amazing. Like, I always love reading the comments about games like Yoshi's Crafted World the most because people are like bitching about it being a full price game when it's just a for kids kind of cartoon game. It's like, do you not see how much effort went into making this game? Because it is... It, it's really, it really feels like it was something that was handcrafted by Nintendo. Like, everything about it has this really ta tactile look to it. And it, it just, it, it's like, um, it looks, it's not stop motion, but it looks like it, that it kind looks of like aesthetic. It yeah, yeah it, it looks like it is physically manipulated by people rather than computers to make the animation happen. And it's, yeah. It's great. And then you can put Yoshi in a trash can, which is great. What? <laughs> yeah, you can make him wear a trash can. Which is great. It actually looks adorable. So yeah. you can get all these costumes for Yoshi, which actually don't do much other than make the game slightly easier because it's it works like a suit of armor for him and he, he can take a couple of extra hits. Um, it, I guess it's a way to make it a little bit easier for the kids to play. But you do it anyway because it's adorable. And when Yoshi's running around with a trash can on as his suit, it's just, it's great. I just love that he's a trash dinosaur now. Yeah, he's a trash dinosaur. Makes me very happy. Or a box dinosaur or a tank dinosaur or whatever else you want him to be, he can be. because he's I just want him to be him, Yoshi. Yoshi oh, that's, really him cute. that's a really wholesome moment. <laughs> that's the, maybe the nicest thing you've ever said, Trent. <laughs> be him. <laughs> far out, all right. Um, yeah, that, that game seems to be doing pretty well. Um, seems pretty so cool. Nintendo is going again. Why haven't you bought it, Alan? Because I, it's a Nintendo game on a Nintendo console, which means it's minimum eighty dollars. <laughs> it was fifty nine bucks on Amazon. Actually, even forty nine. Did it go down to forty nine? It went I, pretty cheap. I tend to avoid buying games on Amazon if I can. 
just because I, I value not destroying the world. <laughs> Please, yeah. Did you see? Did you see the newest story about Amazon? Yes, I did. That's part of the reason why it's just horrible. Oh. Yes. So to, to fill everyone else in on the podcast, I mean, it's a bit of a digression since it doesn't have too much to do with Yoshi. But Yoshi Amazon, hates capitalism. Yeah, Amazon now has <laughs> eat the rich. Amazon now has computer systems which monitor their employees' behavior to the minute, and that computer system has the power to fire them if they're not being productive enough. And Amazon is just such a trash can of a company, and never use them. Yeah, but I get my stuff like next day delivery. I yeah, there's a reason that. for that. Trend. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason for that. There's a cost involved with that. It might just, it might not be to you, but there's a cost to the rest of humanity. Yeah, but like shop with Kmart doesn't have a video game section anymore. Target doesn't have really have a video game section anymore. It's literally like an aisle. Big W is like almost on the way out. Like, where am I supposed to buy my video games? EB. No. Well, I, I would suggest maybe you move. <laughs> All right, Joe Hockey. <laughs> I mean, living, I, I guess uh, living in country Australia right. has its downsides where you have to use Amazon, but that's why you leave. That's probably my best joke that I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I care about now. All right, that's fine. Oh. Um, but back to Yoshi. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, back to Yoshi. Yoshi's, Yoshi's great. I've at least played the demo. That's a start. That is a there start. was a demo, was there? Yeah. It was out like a month ago. Okay. Yeah. Was it like a time demo or just a couple of levels? Uh, I think it was just a handful of levels. Oh, okay. It's yeah. Well, like, you probably you probably would get a good feel for the game. I guess. Yeah, I feel like once you've played a Yoshi level, you probably can make a pretty good guess about the rest of the game. You know. Well, this one this one does have some neat tricks in it, which we haven't seen in Yoshi games before. Like, um, it it uses three different planes. Um, so you can move into and away from the kind of the, the middle part of the level. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can, I can't describe it now. I've got a mental blank. The bells are tolling for you, man. <laughs> yeah. I heard the, the, dark, the dark souls bells on the, in the background there. <laughs> and now I'm scared of gargoyles. Um, no, it, it Yoshi, the, the game does have a couple of nice little tricks. And then one of the, the nicest tricks I think I enjoyed anyway about the game was the way it has kind of uh, flip side levels. So once you complete yeah. some levels, you can actually go and replay them. Uh, but you when you replay them, it's like the other side. And where the main level itself looks like this impeccably created diorama with you know all these lovely papercraft elements on them, the flip side looks like it's just you know, pulled together with sticky tape and stuff. It's like, it, it's like the um, the creaking the creaking uh, engine that runs the the level. It's it's a really nice little trick. It's because yeah, obviously, um, papercraft and you know the arts, the craft arts. All you generally see is the the nice side of things. You don't see what's going on behind. You don't the see the backstage view. Yeah, exactly. Which is which usually a shit show. Yeah, exactly. It's all it's all held together with masking tape and uh, staples and stuff. And, and dreams. It, yeah, <laughs> it's great. I love it. I love that kind of thing because it just reminds you that this is kind of well. It kind of reinforces that this feels very kind of handcrafted. You know, it feels like this is something that uh, was made not by computers, but it was actually made by people. And that means that, you know, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes is not very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems really good. I don't know. I enjoy anything that 
tries something new with an art style because I'm a bit over everything at this point. Like, uh, if I see another realistic Days Gone, I'm going to cry. <sighs> it's really yeah. sad that everyone was very like, oh, no, Yoshi's like got a horrible art style. I'm like, how can you hate that art style? It looks so good, though. And it's like how Link's Awakening, it's so good. It's like a still has that weird clay-like I actually Look hate the Link's Awakening art style. I think it's really stupid looking. Did you just no. say Link's Awakening, Alan? <laughs> yeah, Link's Awakening. <laughs> wow. That's pretty bad, Alan. It wasn't... Look, you know what? Yeah, I'm wow. going to take ownership of that. That's my new... That's your new thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to use that in my review, actually. That's a pretty good one. Oh, please, if it's bad, please do that. <laughs> Even if it's good, actually, screw it. <laughs> I'm just going to do it anyway, yeah. Yeah. No, oh. I, I agree with you, actually, Alan. And that's scary to admit on a podcast. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know about the look of that one. Um, it just looks very strange. I don't know if I like it, especially when the original Game Boy game still looks great. Yeah, the, the pixel art in that game just give us an updated pixel art. It looks really cute. It is updated pixel art. It's like you can look at the pictures no. on the internets and how it's like the trees are the same style as the trees in the older one, and it's like just more like plasticky it's sort of like animal crossing mixed with clay like and it's it's, uh, it's it nice. looks it looks to me like the secret of mana remake to be honest yes it's, it looks it exactly does. like the secret of mana oh, remake gosh. and that was a terrible terrible game that should never be mentioned ever again oh god uh. yoshi the Yoshi. <laughs> yes, back to Yoshi. So I was at EB Games um, the other day, and, you know, I was there with my godchild, and, you know, he's, like, free. And, you know, as we were leaving, he started saying Yoshi, almost walked out with a Switch and a Yoshi game. That's how um, much he has a, his finger wrapped around me. I mean, fair <laughs> enough. You probably like it as well. <laughs> um, well, should we sort of wrap it up there? We're going to play some music from Yoshi's Woolly World, because not Woolly World, um, Crafted World. There's a lot of worlds with Yoshi now. Um, Willy, Willy World was... Also good. Was it? Yeah, it's a little Wii U, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I didn't play that one. Oh, also the oh, 3DS. Yeah. On the 3DS, I think. Um, both those games are really good. Like them all. Um, yeah, Yoshi sold quite well. Looks very good. Plays quite well, according to Matt. So get around it. Um, the music's adorable, so I'm going to play some now because it's really cute. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for everyone for listening to the podcast this week, and we will see you next week. 